How about a little Viva Las Vegas? The footy is back, baby. How are we, Benson Cord? Fantastic. We are so back. <laughs> I'm very well taught. TLT has arrived for 2024, and I'm very excited for Sunday. Should be should be great. Initiative, first of all, by PVL to get it over there, which everyone knows about. But very excited, Dor. Very, very excited. Oh, I bloody can't wait. Got the retro Broncos jersey on. Bring on Sunday, baby. Well, Dor, as you say that, TLT has been announced for the Vegas games. Some interesting selections of that. We're going to get to the Roosters Broncos very shortly. But, Benz, the Seagulls and Rabbitohs kick us off at 12.30 on Sunday. And the big news out of this TLT is that Ben Travojevic has got the start, boys. He's on the edge. He's partnering Olakawatu. What do we think of that? Is he a must-have at 250K? I wouldn't say he's a must-have. After last year, I had him at about 200-odd K. Got injured after like getting nine points. Lost me the round. So I don't know if I can trust him. But at that price, I think it'd be rude not to have him at least in reserves. Like I'll think he'll be in my reserves, but I'm not sure, man. Personally, I just think that with uh, with Burbo's uh, at 250k, the center position this year is quite quite weak. Um, Agreed, Dor. So I'm thinking at 250k. I don't, as I think we were touching on uh, off podcast cord. Not sure he'll play the the six uh, the 80 minutes. Sorry, with that bench, but I think he's going to get at least 50 60 minutes. And he was he looked very good in the trials. Yeah, so, look, look yeah, the sample he's size. In my side. The the sample size for Burbo isn't great. He's played four games at the row. He's got 29, 30 points, and that was over 42 minutes and 62 minutes. So look, the potential is there. If what is Manly saying is true and that he's improved that much, I think he's almost a must-have uh, to be in your in your teams this week. It, which brings me to my other question, boys: How many? Vegas players are you guys going to be starting with because for those that don't know the lockout does lock out the Vegas players in your team and then the lockout unlocks out uh, for the rest of the round because round one is over two weeks so how many round one Vegas players will be in your starting time starting team I'll go first if you don't mind Benz I have at the currently I have look obviously this TLT changes a few things because uh, my team I didn't actually change before I got on this podcast, but I had one, two, three. I had I had four players at the moment, but that's going to probably change with Mariner getting the uh, the go ahead over Oates. Yeah, I think he's probably going to be one to bring in, which we'll touch on later. Yep. Oh well, Benz. Before you go, I've probably got four as well: um, Haas, Burbo, Piacora, and Wong. We'll touch on Wong, but how many have you got there, Vince? Well, uh, I actually haven't made my team fully yet. Um, I have a rule where I don't even look at the app much until TLT's out. <laughs> yeah, no, that's um, Otherwise, I'm just wasting my time. Um, but I think I am going to be very cautious when selecting my team. Only select a hand few. Um, four to five, what you guys have, sounds pretty good to me. But yeah, once again, I need to make my team fully before I, before I have an answer. Yeah, I think, fair enough, fair enough. think something just to touch on as well is we obviously had this discussion uh, earlier with the uh, smaller field uh, that's over in Vegas. Uh, it's obviously, I think it's like five metres sh- shorter, is it? I think five yeah, metres shorter. Five metres uh, narrower and six metres shorter. So Yeah. So I'm thinking that that's going to play into the potential, oh, like, you know, into the advantage of the your forwards. 
obviously, you know, more compact, not as much room on the outside uh, for the backs to get to work. So I think, you know, base players are going to go really well in Vegas. Another one here for before we move on to the Rabbitohs, fellas. <laughs> Look, he's been one to avoid for many years, Lukey Brooks. I've seen a few teams in the DM saying that Luke Brooks is in their selected team and they're going with him. Is he a viable option this year, boys? Or, uh, or are they taking the piss? They're taking the Mickey, mate. Like Luke Brooks, uh, especially having DCE, who's such a powerhouse next to him, who's going to be pretty much carrying that team with Tom Trebojevic. I don't see any reason to have Luke Brooks, even at the price he is, I'm avoiding. I think if you just look at fantasy like halves, it's really... like a, Apart from maybe Munster, there's not really that... Uh, those halves that aren't really kick dominant that you get into your side. So yep. like DC is going to do a lot, majority of the kicking. It's probably going to hurt him a little more uh, than so Brooks because Brooks might actually kick a bit more than what say Schuster or you know other other players have. Yeah. Um, Look, if if they're splitting the kick meters last year for the Tigers, Brooks. Probably got all of his points basically from kick meters. Kicking, like yeah. I'm looking at here, 400, 395, 428, 415, 370, 451 kick meters. So if DC and Brooks are sharing them, it's going to be hard for Brooks to get those base points as well. He's going to get obviously a bit more stats from like running, uh, like his run meters and whatnot, because he knows that DC can control the ship. He's just going to take on the line and be more aggressive. So that might help him, but I just think he's losing, so, like you said, losing so much of that base in those kick meters that I just, yeah, it's one to avoid. I wouldn't be going Lukey Brooks. Moving on to the Rabbitohs, um, and there's really not much to report here for the Rabbits. Pretty stock standard team for them. The one that got my eye, though, and got your eye door is Sean Kepi. Now, we got him a couple of years ago. Um, and last year. Last year, was it? Kepi. He was, he was bung average, but yeah. can we see him... <laughs> Can we see him uh, potentially scoring a bit higher now that he's got the starting role at Souths? Uh, I wouldn't say it's one to, you know, jump, you know, basically go and get. He's not really like a must-have. Uh, the problem is he's priced awkwardly at 413k. Uh, for me, break even of 30, I think he's probably going to get like, if I'm being generous, I'd say 30 to 40 minutes, I reckon, mm-hmm. max. If he got more than that, well, he's definitely a buy. I'd wait and see. I'd wait and see, I think, with Kepi. But it's definitely one to monitor because uh, he's obviously come straight to South this season. Um, I'm not really – I don't really think there's that many injuries to the South forward pack. It's more their back line that's been uh, ruined by injuries that we'll touch on in a second. But, yeah, for me, I'd avoid, avoid Kepi for now. I just need to see – what his uh, minutes are. I am totally with you. I will be avoiding him. I just can't see him playing that many minutes, especially with such a forward-heavy bench. Yeah. Plus, he had a good opportunity last year, and he kind of proved, you know, he's priced where that, that's the value you're going to get, 400 Yeah. Uh, Jacob Gagai's in the team. I don't think we really have to touch on him very much. He, like, they've got uh, Walker. Uh, not Walker. Uh, they've um, got Whiten suspe- uh, suspended, so um, he'll come back. And then also uh, Munro was ahead of Gagai as well, who uh, got injured in the preseason. Yeah. Um, so when he – I think he's out for a month. So after that, uh, he'll come in. But I think once Whiten's back, he's – Gagai's probably gone and Kenner will move on to the wing. So, yeah, I wouldn't be going Gagai. Avoid. Now, moving on to the Broncos and the Roosters. This is where the big news is coming out. 
Out the Bronx. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, look, very interesting team selection for the Roosters. They've named both Wong and Tupanua in the starting second rowers. They haven't named Crichton, Watson, or um, Egan, Butcher. Egan Butcher. So, they've named White, Nat Butcher, May, and Sandon Smith on the bench. I've been asking Dora and Benz this question off podcast. Who gets more minutes, Wong or Tupanua? Wong. I reckon Wong gets more minutes. I think just from what I saw last year, Tupanua only came back from ACL surgery last year. Uh, I think that with uh, Butcher, I see Butcher moving uh, into the lock position and giving Radley a spell at some point. Uh, And then I probably see White taking off Tupanua, I think, after 60. Look, this is just a guess. I'm, I'm, you know... If I could look into a crystal ball and tell you boys who's yeah. who's playing eighty minutes, I you know I'd love to, but unfortunately, I I just think that Wong gets the eighty minutes for me. I think I'm with you there. I've heard all the hype about Wong. Um, obviously, I haven't made my team yet, but I think I will be going for Wong over Satili just because I can't fully trust him after that injury as well. Yeah. yeah, it is quite worrying having those reserves of Angus Crichton and Butcher because I can see Butcher coming in at any point and taking one of their spots. Look, in an yeah. ideal world, May takes off Lenyu, White takes off Collins, Nat Butcher takes off Radley, and both Tupanua and Wong play 80 minutes. But it's probably not going to happen. I'm with Dor. I think Wong was... If he's going to be picked, I think he's going to be playing the 80. There's no reason why he get picked just to play 60, 55 minutes. So I'm with you there, Dor. I also just quickly called to touch on, I think also if you look at you know, the next few years and you look at what the Roosters are doing, like Angus Crichton's probably going to, like, looks like he's going to rugby um, and they've trusted Wong, re-signed him and everything. So I think, you know, they're putting confidence in Wong now. So for me, I I actually think he can stay there the whole time. It's just about his minutes. Agreed. Especially with a player like Gus Bass, Angus Crichton, not even making the 17. So... Uh, for the Bronx, your men, boys. Um, some and yours? No, no, <laughs> not my men. Uh, some interesting news here. Brennan Piacora is named fit and ready to go for Vegas. So, look, he's an absolute lock. Must yeah, have must one. have. Get him in your teams. He should be in hundred percent of teams. How good was he in that trial yeah, against the Cowboys? Good. Very, very something good. special. Even though, as Clancy would say, it was against their third stringers. But uh, look, hey, you've still got stringers gotta, or not, you got to get the tries. Yeah, you've here. still got to get. I, I, you know, I just he passed the eye test for me. I'm seeing like yeah. running off Mam and Reynolds, running really good holes. Um, obviously, a lot quicker, a bit more dynamic than Capewell. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited. We've obviously, as you and I, Benz, as Broncos fans, been waiting for this this time. You know, we've signed, signed him many years ago to, a, a you know, a, a decent well. contract. Yeah. yeah. And we've been waiting for the, you know, the hype to come and it's it's finally we arriving. We saw so glimpses I'm, at the end of last year of how talented he is. And I think he's going to be such a big... I think he's going to be a try-scoring second row, to be honest. I think he's going to just get heaps of attacking points, to be honest. Against those, like, lower sides. Oh. Yeah. Agreed. 100% of teams. The uh, old faithful Corey Oates has missed out on a starting 17 Poor spot. Poor MPH. He, um, <laughs> Dean Mariner will play on the wing. Now, he's an interesting option. Um, would you be going him, Dor, this week with the reduced uh, dimensions of the field? Would you wait a week? What are your thoughts on him? Well, in all honesty, the from what I heard, the whole preseason with the Broncos it was Arthur's and then it was a battle between Oates and Mariner for the spot 
Now, the in that Cowboys uh, trial game, I didn't really see. You know, they were both solid, but they didn't really. No one really put their hand up to say, "Yep, yeah, this is my spot." Um, so Mariner getting the go, and then what happened? Obviously, last year with Oates. Um, my views personally, I'm not. I'll get yours in a second, Benz. But my view personally is, I think Oates is someone that will replace someone if we get in, if someone gets injured in the back line. So for me, I I'm looking at Mariner because as we've touched on, and we'll touch on uh, earlier, at 450 in a center center position. There's not really that many real standouts. Obviously, Zeri is one, but the dual position with center and wing fullback. Wing fullback as well is not a strong position that we'll touch on uh, again later. But, yeah, for me, he's in my side because I think that Oates is just going to be someone that replaces injuries. For me, I am so 50-50 with him just because my rule of thumb is I don't like to have centers that are awkwardly priced like that. And then, obviously, he is a winger at the end of the day. So I like to avoid wingers at all costs unless I know that they're going to score well like a Marju or Toto. Um, he's one of those guys, for me, I think I'm going to miss him, but just see how he goes. With that Broncos team, I feel like they're going to be try-scoring machines this year. And obviously, look at Corey Oates and so on, Cabo. They were just scoring try after try. Um, for me, I'm, I think I'm going to wait and see how he goes. Um, but yeah, obviously, having him at center, he could be one of those guys that really that people are sleeping on, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, Should we touch on last one, Court? I think just from... I know he's in a lot of, lot of teams and... Uh, sorry if you saw my template earlier. I had mail that he was not being named and he was going to miss out. But Wilson, Xavier Wilson, um, obviously showed a fair bit in the preseason, was uh, outstanding in his uh, short stint for the uh, the Maori All-Stars. Uh, and he's in a, a fair chunk of teams. What are your thoughts, boys, on uh, Big Willow? Yeah, look, it just depends on minutes for Willison. Um, he's obviously basement price. Really good PPM, as Mick good touched P- on yeah, last week. Yeah, I think good, 1.3, I think. A yeah, good PPM. I think it, it's also it's also just a guess at the point of what Kevy wants to do. You know, is he going to get more minutes over Payne Haas, um, Paddy Carrigan in the clutch time moments? I really don't know. Um is there potential also for him to come on for Corey Jensen and take the uh, the starting spot over him as the se- season progresses? There's definitely an upside there for him. So look, I wouldn't say don't buy him, but I think he I think he is a, a definite option. For... He's reserves at best for me. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna say like he definitely wouldn't be a starter, but it also helps as well with the dual uh, dual with mid and edge as well. We lo- love our dual players. Yeah, look, he's in thirty three point six percent. It's 33.67% of teams. So people do like him, that's for sure. Um, Payne Haas is in 41% as well. Break even of 19 as well for Wilson. Like, yeah. So if, look, if he he's gets, a moneymaker. So yeah. I wouldn't be going against him, that's for sure. Yeah. I guess something that now we've you know gone through those teams, unless is there anything final no, I think like, that's that you boys TLT want to touch on? Wrapped. Um, something that I've, a few boys have been asking is like some keepers who are some must-haves that we you know should start this season obviously this is we've got to we'll look at next week you know think basically put forward some players who we were we were impressed with over the preseason um i'll put one out there first i think uh cord was very high on him as well sorry to steal your thunder cord but big uh semi hughes for the dogs sort of like wilson uh wilson sorry but I think that he's got more of an upside in terms of his minutes because of the dogs uh, 
prop situation. It's not like they've got, you know, uh, well, you know, Carrigan can play prop as well, but, you know, those big guns, uh, you know, Max King's not really a big gun. And yeah. then we're obviously not sure about Josh Curran with his minutes. But for me, I think Hughes gets 30, 30 to 40 minutes, got good PPM, and he's the fittest player at the Dogs reportedly. So I, he's going to get through a mountain of work. Yeah, I... Hundred percent agree. I, I think I'm going to start with him on the reserves. I'm not. Oh yeah, not, for sure. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not one hundred percent confident with him on the interchange scoring bench. Yeah. Like another other ones you said, Dor, uh, Pappenhausen must have. Yep. Uh, Pierre Cora, Ethan Strange, and the Raiders are a really interesting one because him and Weeks basically they that's an interesting situation. Strange there. Weeks. They have Chris coming back, Rapina on the fullback. Yeah, uh, he's got that position. So we really don't know who's going to get that position at all. Ruben Cotter's probably one to look at now with the captaincy. He should get more minutes and Lolo shifting into the, the front row position. I think Cotter's going to, you know, obviously if he stays healthy, he should be playing, I'd say, 60 to 65 minutes. And we know, you know, what Cotter can do in, in big minutes. Uh, I'm pretty sure he got 30, not off, off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure he got like 30-odd fantasy points last week. Uh, in their game, he didn't play like big, big minutes, obviously because it's a trial. But I, I liked what I saw from him. So he is so cheap as well. A few years ago, he was an absolute beast in fantasy. Yeah, because um, the injury coming back last year. That's the same with Pappenhausen. Those players that have come back from injury and only played like you know Pappenhausen. I think only played like a couple of games there with 10, mm-hmm. 15 minutes. And Cotter was the same. He didn't play very big minutes. That's why he's at such a a great price. Dylan yeah. Lucas, boys. Yeah, Dylan Lu- Lucas played really well in the trials, didn't he? Yeah, um, and he was great last year as well when the Knights had a few injuries at the back end there. I, I, I'm really big on Lucas. He's only in 4.8% of teams. Uh, he's uh, one that I really like, but obviously I'm not going to say lock him in because I don't. There's yeah, obviously don't uh, Pierce Paul. Pierce Paul, I'm pretty sure, who's come over from the, uh, the UK. Um, he played last weekend i didn't see as much as what i liked from him that i do with lucas but that's just something uh to monitor but if he's named starting he's he's straight in for me yeah when lucas averages over 80 minutes when he plays plays 80 80 minutes sorry he uh he averages 52.8 points uh so that's pretty good for old mate lucas at 588k uh, 558k i should say anyone you got bents well, I was just, I'm just looking at my team. Yeah, now. you're right. <laughs> um, I have a question for you boys. Like, I've got Tedesco and Walsh here side by side, both very similar price, 670K and 664K. Do I go for Teddy, who's been a reliable in the past, bit of a dodgy year last year, or do I go for the new kid on the block, who's bound to have a massive year with the Broncos? Obviously, they're going to win. So, I'm really torn about yeah, those look- two. Good question, Bence. The um the wing Teddy's full- only two point six percent. Sorry yeah. to cut you off. That is crazy to me. The wing yeah. fullback situation this year is quite dire, uh, mm. to to say the least. Obviously, with Campbell going down, uh, put a big hole in uh the wing fullbacks. Pappenhausen's definitely one. I've seen a lot of teams with weeks at the back as well. I just can't rely on weeks at all. Um, for that. No, no, no. <laughs> so, look, I like the way you're thinking, Bence, um, with the three gun fullbacks to start the year. It's definitely not um, normal to do that for <laughs> fantasy wise. The issue with doing that, though, Doran, you highlighted this in the pregame uh, podcast, is that 
If you go those three at the back, you're more than likely not to go both Cleary and Hines. And you're probably, like, if you're going those three as well, you, you're probably not going to be able to go Haas or Grant yeah. or someone like that. Um, so that is an issue. My advice for the wing fullback position is to go Pappenhausen. And with Pappenhausen is to go one of those Teddy and... Uh, you go with just Walsh. one of the guns. Yeah, Teddy Walsh, Ponga. And then that cheaper. third position is so tough. Like, you got options like Taff, Keeney for like two rounds potentially. Yeah, Keeney's just one, yeah, like with Campbell. Like, he could come back like after round, like the bye week. And then you'd only have Keeney for one round. So, I, I think that's put me off Keeney altogether, yeah. to be honest. What are you guys saying about like the ownership though? Like, are you do you guys think Walsh should be owned more than Teddy? Um, I think it's uh, obviously look, Vance. I actually think it's not fantasy, uh, fantasy I'm related. I think it's more people are PR read in, yeah, them. they've read in too much into the articles of like you know Teddy, you know, you should shouldn't have had the Kangaroos jersey, blah blah blah. I like him and as he's a passed pod. it. Yeah, he's I, at two point six percent. It's teams. crazy to think that Tedesco is a pot right now. And Roosters, I think, will be a lot better this year. Yeah. Good their, question, though, because their, their look, roster is. Whew. I think that's what's going to make or break fantasy this year is who you start with in the wing fullback position. So, good question, Benz. Um, I've got one here, boys. This is not a keeper. I'm going a sleeper. Ooh. Ooh new segment. <laughs> Lukey. <laughs> Heal him, Lukey. William. I know we went last year on him. I don't know if I can go back to that guy. Yeah, I know. Oh I, know I know. He's giving me kick out <laughs> vibes. I, I am. I am. I'm very close to to take. I actually think he's going to have a pull huge the year. Deal. I think, yeah, I'm going to pull the trigger on Lukey. I just, I really liked what I saw in the uh, trial on the weekend. <laughs> Look, in all honesty, now that Leilu is gone, so there's only one person now with Finay Fukiaki. So if there's one injury that he's going to be playing 80 minutes every week, I really like his PPM. Yeah, look, Dor, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I right. love your thinking as well. Just a bit of a, a minute situation for Lukey. He averages, when he plays over 50 minutes, uh, he averages 42.6. But when he plays over 60 minutes, he averages 55.6. So that's a 13-point uh, differential there. I back him for 60. I back him for 60 one. as well. And with a 498 a- uh, price tag, he's a very viable option. He had a really big game. Didn't he like nearly crack 100 one game? Or... He had a couple him. of big games. We got yeah. him in on out uh, the fantasy like team for a bomb. couple. Like he either hits or he just doesn't. I think yeah. it's a great option. Right. I think I like it at four hundred ninety eight k. To be honest, yeah. Open yeah, my eyes to that one door. I appreciate that. No, that's <laughs> that's all right. There's a, <laughs> I, I like. There's obviously you know you got Kickow as well at that sort of price range. But I'd be going mm-hmm. Lukey over uh, Kickow. I just think the base rate with uh, Kickow goes out of games. Sorry, Maka, but Kickow goes out of games, and I think that uh, whereas Lukey. He was just like last week had 18 runs for 168 run meters. Yeah. Impressive. And like really got through a lot of work. And that's what I like to see for someone that's around that price. The good thing, Dora, about. Um, and these, Cowboys going to be so much better as well this yeah, year. Yeah. The good thing about these middles being cheap, like Curran, Lukey, um, and there's obviously a fair few others. Cotter, there's another one. Yeah. You can almost go those three expensive fullbacks because you're not going as hard in the middles. Mm-hmm. So. That's a, another great option there, Dor, that you brought Well, up. that's something, so, as you said, you can touch on with, you know, uh, we had this conversation off potty about Haas. Like, is Haas, because he's 880K, 
my situation with what I had until like today from my team from yesterday was that I have, I basically, I've got Cleary and Hines in the halves. I've got Haas at, uh, in the mid, I've got Granite hooker and then I've got like, I can't work out my wing fullback situation. Yeah, yeah, it's so I've got to try and get a gun there and I've just, I haven't got enough money. Maybe like, that's where Dean comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, see, that's the thing though. Like I, I honestly not sure. I don't think I'm going to be able to do Heinz and Cleary unless I, uh, I get rid of Haas. Yeah. But, one last, one last question to end the podcast. Sorry, Dole. You're right. And it's going to be a debate from, the start of fantasy uh, to the end. Do we go with Cleary to start the season? Benz, you haven't weighed in on this yet. Or Hines. Now, Cleary is in 51% of teams. Hines only 15%. So, you're almost categorizing Hines as a pod in this situation. Are you going to go Hines or Cleary to start the year? For me, I'm Cleary and that's not even close. That's just for me. I just... Clear is another level for me. Although he is versing Melbourne first round, so it's something to... They do have a quite a hard draw, Penrith, and I brought this up last week, which I... it doesn't really matter for Cleary at all. Exactly. But, Dora, have, have you swung at all, or are you staying with Cleary? Um, no, I haven't swung at all. Yeah. I'm going clear. Cleary didn't even play well in the World Club Challenge on the weekend and got 60 points. Exactly. So, and like... you know, Hines, like, every now and then he just had a stinker last year. Like, he was in my team for a large majority of the year. And, every like, he almost wasn't that reliable until the end of the year. I just like, think as well, you, like you're saying, Ben, so I think that also comes down with like Trindle coming in. Mm-hmm. Moylan was more of a bull runner, didn't do much of the kicking where Trindle, I think he doesn't do that much, but he obviously takes away a little bit from Hines in that aspect. Uh-huh. Um, and then you've obviously got a Penrith Luai, like Luai barely kicks it all. If it's anything, it's like a grubber close, like five, 10 meters out. So for me, it's, it's Cleary. And if I get rid of one of these players, I'm getting rid of Hines because I'm keeping Cleary. Hines would be a spectacular pickup if he was down around 800k. So I might be waiting for that. Yeah. Fair enough, boys. Any last players you want to touch on quickly before we wrap it up for this week? I know you guys had a potty last. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. You guys talked about Harry Grant last week being captain. I yeah. Think yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you mention it because I think that is something that we need to mention I about. I think he's a must hooker. for me. Yeah. Another one that got the captaincy today, actually, that's worth mentioning before we end is Cameron McInnes. Mm. That is very interesting because they're both lock. They're both locks, yeah. like Fanukan and McInnes. So does one just take over the captaincy when the other one goes off? I like, think there's a good potential that McInnes might start at prop. At, at prop. Okay, though. Yeah. I think. I think he gives you what you pay for and no more. And don't get Fanukin, trust me. Yes, please don't. Suspension and injury, (laughs) no, just don't don't go. Don't go thing. But just quickly on the hookers, boys, what what are we thinking there? Are we all all going grand in our sides here? Are we looking anywhere else? Like, you know, you've got Marshall King. uh, I hate saying his name because he did me so dirty last year, but the cheese as well. (laughs) No, Um, don't say that. Yeah, I know, I know, brother, I know. (laughs) I'm I'm going uh, Grant, and I haven't swayed. He's locked in. One thing that is interesting, Dor, is that I think Grant is a set and forget, but he also has quite an early buy. I think it's, yeah, round four, he has the buy. Well, we need to obviously look at, uh, hopefully, Hands gets that job. Backup hookers. So, there's not many cheap hookers at all other than Hands or Lussick. So, if one of them gets the adamant job, we're set. What about... Uh, obviously, I think he's injured at the moment. But what? Uh, yeah, well, Jaden Braley's five hundred and seventy-five k. So, and with his injury history, I'd need to see like a good month of football mm-hmm. from him before mm-hmm. I'd 
go to him. But well, well let's hope Hands gets the job. Otherwise, yeah, Lasik wasn't Lasik wasn't that great on the weekend. Just gone against the uh, Titans. Yeah, uh, I thought when Hands came on, he added a bit more. Obviously, I'm not the coach, but hopefully for us, you know, fantasy coaches, that Hands gets the job over Lasik. Anything else, boys? Do we want to touch it. on? I, I think. think Lastly, I would basically just say we appreciate all the support. Uh, 10K on the Insta Let's go. Uh, this week. And Big yeah, numbers. just appreciate all the support. And yeah, make sure you subscribe, uh, like, follow the, all our pages, YouTube, TikTok, X, uh, Facebook. We're on all of them. And don't, uh, I know that we haven't been as quick as usual with uh, getting back on DMs. Uh, we've had a few technical issues as well as... Uh, you know, just being a lot you know, a lot more DMs than usual at this time of the year just because of this growth. So basically to end the podcast, thank you very much, guys, and we'll uh, see you next week. See you thank then. Thank you, guys.